Well, good afternoon. And on behalf of the Manufacturer and Business Association and Money Radio WPSE, thank you for joining us for Business Today with the MBA. I'm your host, Karen Torres, Executive Editor of the MBA Business Magazine. I'd like to welcome a special guest to the studio, Tim Kurzweig, Director of the School of Engineering and a Professor of Electrical and Computer Engineering at Penn State Barron. Welcome, Dr. Kurzweig. Thanks, Karen. It's great to be here. We're really glad you could join us today. The MBA has a great relationship with Penn State, and we're happy to have you here to discuss a powerful technology that could benefit many employers when it comes to their business operations, artificial intelligence. Well, artificial intelligence, or AI, in its simplest terms, is the ability of a computer or robot to do the tasks that are usually done by people because they require human intelligence and discernment. So for many businesses, AI is a way to reduce operational costs, increase efficiency, grow revenue, and improve the customer experience. Well, we all recognize the exciting research being done on AI today, and we did feel that you would be the perfect person to talk about AI with our listeners. So to get everyone familiar, Dr. Kurzweig, tell us a little bit about your professional experience and what you and your team at Penn State Barron are working on when it comes to AI research. Great, Karen. Thanks so much, and and thanks again for having me today. You're right. AI is an incredibly exciting field, and and it's growing all the time. Um, My own personal experience with AI probably has been in the last 10 years or so, and all of my degrees are in electrical engineering, so you might say, well, you know, how does that merge into artificial intelligence or, or machine learning? And a lot of my research over the last 10 years or so has been very biomedical engineering based. In fact, I was making uh, systems that could uh, detect heart rate or detect respiration or, in fact, even detection, uh, detect contractions on a laboring mom. But the key to my, my um, technology was that it was completely wireless and completely battery free. So you might say, well, well, how does that relate to artificial intelligence? And a lot of that was based on the success of being able to use artificial intelligence to make me uh, confident in the results that we were getting. So as you might know, with artificial intelligence, you have a model, you train the model. So I had to get a lot of data. And in fact, when I'm collecting biomedical signals, I'm collecting mountains and mountains of data. And it was artificial intelligence that gave me confidence to reduce the the false positives and accurately be able to say when you were getting a heart rate or a respiration or a contraction, whatever application that I was doing. Um, And that's that that was the beauty of artificial intelligence for me. Now, at Penn State Barron, we we're starting this as, as well. And in fact, I shouldn't even say starting. We've been doing this and we're continuing to advance all of our efforts in machine learning and artificial intelligence. A lot of this is found in our computer science programs or our software engineering programs. But we're finding that all engineers need some of this experience. So some of the traditional electrical engineer or mechanical engineer are t- interested in taking these courses in machine learning, artificial intelligence, such that they can apply this when they're out in the workforce. Well, that's pretty exciting. I, I wanted to talk a little bit about more about AI. You know, when people hear uh, artificial intelligence, you know, things come to mind like Stanley Kubrick's A Space Odyssey. And you think of, you know, HAL 9000 and the red sensor or the Terminator. You know, there's very, um, you know, big concerns whether it is fear or concerns with AI. Is it something that we should be you know, running towards or running away from? What are your thoughts on that? 
right, Karen. Yeah, everyone uses how or, or 2001 and, and the, the famous line, the I'm afraid I can't do that, Dave, or whatever my best how voice would have been. I always think of the Terminator, right, where, where Arnold Schwarzenegger is coming back from the future and robots are taking over the world in a big, big battle and all of that stuff. But but these are Hollywood, right? And and the way that we're using AI, we're, we're, we're so far away from that. So there's no real fear or concerns. The strength of AI is, is really this ability to just parse through gigabytes, terabytes of data, if you will, that um, that they can find abnormalities, or maybe they can find patterns. And these are things that computers can do that, that humans have no ability to be able to parse through so much data and, and, and really shouldn't be doing this type of thing. So there's still very much a human aspect to this. We have to look at the results that we're getting from the computers. We need to make sure that we are part of the final analysis. Um, so I'm not worried about the robots taking over the world here. And, and when in doubt, we'll just unplug the machines. <laughs> Well, what what are some common myths about AI, you know, whether it's something that you think, you know, it could problem solve all our, our concerns or, you know, be the number one solution for everyone? What are some common myths about what AI can do for business? Yeah, and Karen, I think that that hits home with with this idea that people are going to lose jobs. I think that's the common one that I hear a lot is is that artificial intelligence is going to eliminate um, some of the needs of the job force, and and I don't see it that way. I, I see that artificial intelligence might transition some of the positions that uh, we have. I, I think artificial intelligence, let's put robotics in there, uh, different types of control systems are going to remove humans away from maybe unsafe conditions, maybe doing some very um, uh, mundane type of tasks or, or something like this. So I don't see uh, folks losing jobs. I see these jobs transition because I think the new technology is going to create some of these new jobs, some of these these um, analysis of the results that are coming through uh, some of the, the, the AI or the machine learning type of techniques. And in fact, I think we don't even know all the jobs that are going to be created with some of this advancement of technology. Well, when you talk about impact, what do you believe is the potential impact of AI on the business world? I mean, we, I know there's been estimates um, that it really could, you know, just especially the virtual world in which we're living, that uh, people are looking at to be a huge growth market. What is your take? Yeah, Karen, you're spot on there. I, I, I really see this as businesses um, making data-driven decisions and gathering as much data as we can and really being intentional about some of the, the, the things that they are doing in their company, maybe in their supply chain, maybe throughout the, the process themselves. So I see the advantages really coming in as a reduced cost to companies. I think they can increase their productivity. I think they are able to optimize different types of operations. And, and within all of that is, is the idea of time saving. Right. Is, is things can maybe be done quicker. Maybe they can be done more efficient. Maybe we're not using as much person time. Um, or as I said, even in that last comment is we're transitioning the needed person time uh, into things that a human really needs to do. These ideas of that human interactions, the idea of programming or thoughts, the, the, the things that really rely on a human. So I'd say there the advantages are really impactful. And I think as companies get more confident and see some of the advantages, they're going to start exploring, is this the right technology for them? Well, I know that Penn State Bearing partners with a lot of uh, area businesses. And, you know, when it talks about innovation and technology, 
What are some examples of AI applications in manufacturing and other industries that you've seen and that you're excited about? Yeah, I, I, I see a lot is in quality control. Um, I, I've been lucky enough to, to tour so many of our local industries and, and really talk to our uh, the, the plant managers and, and the engineers behind a lot of a lot of it. So quality control comes to mind uh, almost first and foremost, and and just that idea of reducing design time. I think it is of maybe even reducing waste. These are all some advantages that come through AI. And you might say, gosh, how, how does that happen? And and it's, again, back to that fundamental, if we can collect data and we can then use the computer to learn about the data, that's what's going to help us. So a couple examples could be um, maybe, uh, geez, machine learning could just analyze um how that product line is coming through. And, and for example, let's just make up a, an application. You know, one of our local uh, companies um, is making uh, plastic bottle caps, right? And, and maybe they're cranking out, and, and I'm making a number up here, uh, five a second, something like that. But they're noticing, geez, something's up. We're, we're only cranking out 4.7 caps in, in a second. What is wrong? And then we start collecting data. And I know some of our, our, our local companies are doing this already. Can we analyze that data? Can we look for abnormals? Can we look for changes? Can we look for patterns and, and look at the process that's happening, but not just the process, the machines that are running this process, and maybe even back to the material itself. Can we try to learn something here that could really be impactful for, for the companies? Well, and you're talking about connectivity. Is AI affordable for businesses to implement? You know, that's always a question, especially for small businesses, medium to small businesses. You know, can they afford to to make that kind of investment in AI? And is that something that they can do? Uh, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think initially it was too expensive for many folks. And I think uh, people couldn't really justify maybe that that investment cost to try to get the payback return, or they thought the payback return was, was too long of a runway to get there. Um, but I think that's changing now. And I think uh, it's changing for a couple reasons. The first is that sensors are now cheap. Right. If you can monitor things and, and if it's monitoring machine, maybe it's monitoring output, maybe it's monitoring anything. Sensing has become very cheap. And the other thing that's become very cheap is computing power. Gosh, you know, if you think of the, the computers that maybe needed to run some things before, maybe you had to go ahead and use an Amazon cloud or a Google cloud or something like that to do some of this process. Now, computing is so darn cheap that you can really do a lot of this in shop or in, in, in the company and maybe not going out to the cloud, um, there's a lot of, of, I think, opportunity that used to be priced out for many companies, which is now becoming uh, more reasonable. I think where we'll really see the adoption is when some um, uh, other company starts providing AI solutions, kind of that in-the-box solution where, where all you have to do is take everything out of the box and set it up, and, and you'll start to see some advantage. I think we're getting there for, in some applications, but in some other applications, that will still have to continue uh, continue growth in those areas. So that's good news for our members, especially small business owners to hear. And how would you say how rapidly is AI technology changing? Yeah, I think I think the technology is changing actually really quickly. I think it's getting smarter. I think it's getting faster. I think it's getting quicker. It's getting cheaper. All these great words um, in the research behind uh, AI. And, and this includes all different types of algorithms that are processing a lot of this data. Where I see it slower is more in that adoption. And I get that. 
right? You mentioned the small companies, our local small companies. Of course, they are not going to invest until they can really see when are they going to get the profit out of this. And I totally get that and I totally respect that. So I, I think it's a little bit, it's that the technology is speeding ahead. The adoption's a little bit slow. Once we start merging these together, where we kind of find this sweet spot where folks can adopt at a quicker pace, I think you'll see a lot more companies jumping into this space and hopefully feeling the advantage. And I know you touched on this earlier about data and the importance of it, but I really wanted to stress how important are data and cybersecurity even to the organizations that use AI, if you could explain that. Yeah, Karen, that's a really important point. And, and, we, we can't go anywhere without opening the paper or clicking websites or just listening to new cybersecurities everywhere. And we always worry about um, hackers. And we hear this in, in, from, from government and elections all the way down into um, uh, someone hacked my phone or, or hacked a website or something like this. Cybersecurity is, is a really important concern. And um, one of the things that, that I've read and I've learned a little bit about manufacturing using cybersecurity is that they're a little bit behind in this. And and the one good point, you might say, oh, that's that's not good news. But the good news I've heard about this is that they're realizing that they're behind on this. And maybe it was, as someone said, gosh, it's just my factory. I'm just cranking out these parts or pieces, whatever it is. Why would anyone be concerned about cybersecurity here? Well, I think what we've learned is that every Anytime you're collecting data, anytime you're processing um, uh, uh, information, anytime you have the connections to the great wide world web, right? Mm-hmm. And there are opportunities for cyber ha- uh, cyber security needs. And as I mentioned, manufacturing knows they're behind, and that's a really good first step. And the next step is, okay, how does how does uh, cybersecurity catch up with all the data that they are collecting? The good news is cybersecurity is, is a very um, um, a well-thought-out field, there's a lot of solutions that can be put into place very quickly. Well, and what do you see as the future of AI development here in our region, in northwest Pennsylvania? Yeah, I, I see it really developing. And, and Karen, in fact, I see it as, as part of of just all of this big idea of Industry 4.0. I know that's a term that, that gets thrown around a lot right now, and, and people say, okay, it's the fourth industrial revolution. So what, what does that really mean? And if, if I asked you or if I asked any of your MBA members, everyone's going to have a little bit of a different definition for uh, Industry 4.0. I, I see it as encompassing robotics, automation, data, cybersecurity, and then, of course, machine learning and artificial intelligence. And what I've learned is that when I'm talking to some of our our, our companies or local companies and in the community is that everyone is interested in some way. Everyone's trying to feel it out a little bit and say, okay, maybe where do they want to dip their toes in? We've got some folks that have fully embraced it, which is, is really good. But what I'm learning in our, in this region, in our Northwestern Pennsylvania region is people are still trying to find out their own readiness level, if you will, for, for industry 4.0. And as part of Barron, as part of a, a higher institution leader in this area, I, would, I think it's our responsibility to help. So I, I say that I help or the School of Engineering helps as we train our students. Every one of our students is now getting this type of information in their type of degrees. So, of course, you might say, well, this this works really well for our industrial engineers and maybe our um, uh, some of our other traditional engineers. Um, 
Um, but you're starting to see this knowledge in our electrical engineers, our mechanical engineers, our technology programs as well. So I think the future is really bright in this area. I hope we as Behrend um, are a part of it in two ways. Again, that students and then our community and workforce programs also. I think there's an opportunity that we can help some of our local businesses. Dr. Kurzweig, you had some great information, but we're going to talk to you more about this and to learn more about artificial intelligence from Dr. Kurzweig. We invite everyone to join us for the MBA's virtual AI impact briefing on May 20th by registering at mbausa.org. The event is free to MBA members and non-members, so please join us. Thank you, Dr. Kurzweig, for speaking with us today. Thanks, Karen. I look forward to seeing you on the 20th and discussing more. We're so glad you could join us, and thank you to our listeners for tuning in. I'm Karen Torres, signing off for Business Today with the MBA. Have a great afternoon.